I'm Andrew. That's Rebecca. She's Stacy. And this is Used to Be Cool, the music podcast for people who like discovering new music, talking about old favorites, and sharing songs with the people we love. Excellent. And we have a person that we love with us this week. We have a special guest. Will you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm John. I'm the token gay. Oh, hooray! (laughs) Hopefully not token. And he introduces our theme. (laughs) Right out the gate. Right out the gate. Happy Pride! It is Pride Month, and so we are celebrating LGBTQ plus artists. not just for this, because this isn't the only time that we celebrate LGBTQ artists, but we dedicated and special theme for this month. Um, did you have an easy time, John, picking your artist for this theme, or did you have a hard time narrowing it down? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I kind of collect gay artists now. Um, mm-hmm. I started about eight or nine years ago uh, when I just realized that I was sick of hearing people talk about love from a point of view that I didn't really jive with. Mm-hmm. And so I started seeking out gay artists um, to just kind of have in my back pocket to to listen to. Because um, you can only listen to so many other uh, guys and girls talking about love mm-hmm. um, from a perspective that's not yours before you're like, well, where's where's my perspective um, and so I, I started seeking them out and now it's a lot easier to find, but b- back then it was a lot harder to find. It yeah. was like two or three people to start mm-hmm. and, and now it's quite a plethora of, of artists. That's awesome. I love that. And that completely makes sense, right? Yeah. Well, and it feels like, uh, at least for the, the gay artists, um, some gay artists that I know have been around for decades and decades but even then with like an artist like a a queen with freddie mercury the perspective that they had or shared was often still a guy girl cis focused romance even though he was not um cis himself it seemed like the writing perspective the commercialization perspective it seems like like you're talking about only in the last maybe 10 to 15 years has it been okay to tell your actual perspective yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of straight coding happening in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Um, and every once in a while you have someone like uh, George Michaels where it was just like, <laughs> there is no straight coding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned him because that was like, yeah. when you started that statement, that was exactly who I pictured. I was like, he did not fit that mold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But even with Wham, he did a little bit. Like It, it almost seemed like... He had to break out and and be himself with like solo artist stuff mm-hmm. rather than like the pop commercial version of him that they were trying to sell with. Can anyone name the other guy? Andrew Ridgely. Thank you. I'm, I'm a, not ever I'm in old, my life. I'm old timing guys. I knew old timing time. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. He was the other wham. Yeah, the other wham. All right. Um, Rebecca is going to start us off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this week. Um, you have a few options. Have you narrowed it down? Well, I think I'm just going to go with my first pick. Um, I have found a lot of people whose music I really enjoyed. I just so happened to find several artists that use the pronouns they, them. Um, and 
I just really loved their lyrics, their music, everything that they had to say for themselves. Um, so this is Francis Forever, Space Girl. What do you think? I like that. How'd you find it? 
Um, I don't actually know. I kind of went down a massive rabbit hole of, uh, I really wanted to, for this episode, represent someone who didn't match my lifestyle, which is obvious. Um, and I wanted it to be someone that I hadn't ever heard of before. Okay. Um, so I was looking for new music. I looked up a bunch of like pride lists for 2023, like pride playlists. And I was like, this is not my style. Like it doesn't, it doesn't actually speak to me. This is like club music. And a lot mm-hmm. of the people that were on it weren't actually gay either or bi mm. or trans or whatever it was that I was looking for. Um, so then I had to do like more digging to like actually find artists <laughs> Like you said, it it wasn't as obvious as I thought it was, unless I was going to go with someone like Lil Nas or Sam mm-hmm. Smith. Like there are very few people that were on those lists. I was really surprised. Um, so I don't actually remember how I found Francis Forever, but once I did, I was like, "This is m- my music. This is my style of music." Yeah. And this person just happens to be singing about another woman. Um, and I don't know. I just really love it. Yeah, I like the poppy kind of like Indie 70s yeah. Yeah, uh, vibe to it. It mm-hmm. had a, a really fun fun uh, feel to it. Yeah. I feel like I would listen to her music no matter what. Mm-hmm. It was really dreamy. Mm-hmm. dreamy. I like that about it. Spacey. Feels like Spacey. you're on a boat. I call that boat music where you're just like rocking. <laughs> <laughs> rocking on a boat. Yeah. But different from other boats. A, boat, a, a like different kind rock. of ship. Different. I mean, so if you know a band called Spaceman 3... That I feel like is boat music. Like it's just very yeah. rocking around back and forth. Floaty. Yeah. Floaty. I like that. I like floaty music. All nice. right. Show us what you got. So like I said, it was a really hard choice. Um, I went back and forth um, for a while. I actually had this pick for a while. Um and I kind of went back and forth because I was like, you know, this is pride. It's supposed to be kind of celebratory. Should I go with something more celebratory um, or something more rioty? Because uh, obviously the first pride was a riot uh-huh. and with over 400 uh, anti-LGBTQ plus laws out there currently being passed. Um, I kind of feel like we should riot a little bit more. Absolutely. Um, but I always kind of come back to my natural state, which is a little bit of like uh, bittersweet melancholy. So um, who I have today is... That's why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's our wavelength. We're like, yeah. We didn't talk about melancholy. from the beginning how we know each other, which is that we work together. And just about immediately, um, I was like, that guy knows his shit and I want him to be my friend. Um, but it wasn't until a, a holiday party at work John was wearing the most spectacular um, sequined jacket, mm. um, like the two color kind that you can like change the colors ah. of. Yeah. Um, and Ashley was just like groping the shit out of him. <laughs> oh, <all yeah>. Wow! <laughs> um, playing with the sequins on that jacket. And then yeah. you were friends forever. Yeah. <laughs> and then that kind of like opened the door of like, like okay. molestation <laughs> turned into friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, my my pick today his his name's uh, Moses Sumney. Um, he's a uh, 
a musician by by nature, and he toured with um, Solange. Um, oh, she's amazing. Hometown fame, <laughs> um, as well as Souf John Stevens. Um, they've actually friend, covered friend each other a couple of times. Um, and the name of the song is Plastic, off of his debut album, A Romanticism. want to put that on cook dinner drink yeah, wine yeah, yeah that was beautiful i loved it i love the end it's like a 40s mm-hmm. like i've seen people like swimming in a little synchronized swimming hole. <laughs> <laughs> swimming hole no no like a big produced yeah i can see that like 1940s movie yeah mm-hmm. with a giant staircase but yeah then, like someone comes out of a clever transition and, <laughs> you know, it's synchronized swimming yeah, yeah. that was great that was among, if not one of the most 
that means the same thing. That was among, if not the most beautiful voice that we've had on the podcast so far. Yeah, I think. it was like, really That nice. was gorgeous. Um, tell us a little bit about how you discovered Moses and his music. I originally heard about him on a podcast, um, a queer red podcast. He was a, a Will you guest. tell us the name? Um, I believe it's uh, You're Making It Worse. Okay. Um, it's three guys from L.A. who talk about basically gay culture and how bad gay culture is sometimes. <laughs> um, we can love and hate ourselves at the same time. Um, human, and man. he was on there and he was talking about his, uh, you know, his inspiration for uh, doing this. He's also a photographer and a model. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was also talking about his photography roots and how he kind of uh, finds himself going into these kind of almost Dadaist moments um, with his voice trying to kind of reach through um, and get a message across in, in kind of a more organic way and not so planned out, um, kind of bluesish, jazz-like um, in nature because um, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to plan it out too much. It's hmm. awesome. Is everything um, that he does kind of similar in style, uh, tempo, like arrangement wise or is it uh yeah yeah it's pretty it's pretty much like that nice. it's very like slow and sultry uh art uh r&b ish sweet um very very old school mm-hmm. i liked it so is that it. like if you had to pick a genre is that does that fit into what you like and what you lean towards the thing is is i'm so eclectic like, yeah yeah i i grew up listening to like nine inch nails and like uh-huh. yeah and then as I got older, I've settled more into that style. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like things that have a point of view and a message behind it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, So you listen to the lyrics. That yeah. means a lot to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, even, even today when uh, I was going back and forth, it was like, do I go with something more, um, more like, like I said, like uh, punkish, like, you know, Bikini Kills or mm-hmm. something like that? Or do I go with you know, something more mainstream like St. Vincent. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more poppy and fun. Um, but she has a great anthem from like two years ago that's about the AIDS crisis. Um, you know, and, you know, I, I'm just kind of all over the board. And like I said, I just kind of always kind of slip back into that, mm-hmm. um, you know, bittersweet melancholy mm-hmm. um, place. I think that's just kind of where I live as yeah. an adult. <laughs> um yeah, you surprised me with that pick because I told Ashley ahead of time I thought 100% that you were coming with Husker Du. I, I, had a, I, knew, you, I knew you were probably expecting Husker Du. Yeah, that was, that was 100% where I was expecting what I was expecting you to bring. Um, I am pleasantly surprised. I, different. It's, it, that's different. Is di- yeah. <laughs> Drastically different. I'm disappointed du. because I cut it off of my own short list <laughs> because I was like, well, JM may bring it so like that could be trouble. Um, all right, which I guess brings me. Um, so I want to start with a rant. Um, oh, I'm here for it. <laughs> who knows Wendy Carlos? No, no. All right. So Wendy Carlos is the first transgender person to win a Grammy Award. Okay. Um, her catalog is really not available anywhere. She wrote the soundtracks to The Shining mm. and to Tron, and she introduced everyone to the Moog synthesizer in 1968 with Switched On Bach. And she's kind of wholly responsible for synthesizer music and 
everything that like synthesizers use in pop music in general. Yeah. And so my rant is that like Wendy Carlos, I felt like especially now where we're seeing, you know, John mentioned the number of bills that have um, passed um, and the just anti-trans rhetoric and all of that. Like I wanted to bring Mm -hmm. Wendy Carlos. Um, There are incredible documentaries. Like we would not have had, Stevie Wonder's incredible run mm. of albums with synthesizers all through the 70s had it not been for Wendy Carlos. Like, that's the right. level of influence that she brought to music. And I'm kind of disappointed. Like, there are a handful of things that you can kind of go find, but it's just not available for streaming um, in the way that it should be. And she doesn't get the recognition that she does. Um, Why do you think that is? I'm not entirely sure. So, she's still alive. So, it may be a personal thing. Um, so she was born in 1939 um, and is alive today. She's 83. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Um, it may just be a licensure thing. It may be a personal thing. Um, so one of the cool things that I did read that I wanted to add, like say good on you um, records was switch Bach was originally listed under her dead name, which I won't use. But when she did transition, new versions that came out did start listing it as Wendy Carlos, which seemed very like forward thinking um, and I thought it was very cool. But um, there are great YouTube videos of her talking about synthesizers um, that I would highly recommend. That's how I discovered her and found out about her myself. It was weird YouTube rabbit holes, but um, yeah. It's so, like check kind it out. of really insane to me. That if someone wanted to change their name, people wouldn't just automatically yeah switch their backlog. Like I yeah. truly do not understand. Like you saying that is like such an aha moment for me to be like, wake the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I guess like in certain situations, it's not exclusive to a trans artist. You know, with like say a John Cougar Mellencamp type mm-hmm. situation where like they made him change his name. Um, it's not. I don't want to make that an apples to apples comparison. I don't think it's the same thing, but I do think it is like there's at least some comparison of like, it's a lot harder to change the name in the after than it is if you've released it under one artist name to like Mm -hmm. go back and change it maybe. But regardless, I thought it was very cool that they re-released it with the correct name, her correct name, the name she had adopted post release because she had, she didn't adopt that name until afterwards. But anyway, so end of rant, Check out Wendy Carlos. Her story is fascinating. Um, you can thank her for all electronic music. Um, <laughs> and I appreciate that you said something earlier on about you know that there being a certain vibe of music that you liked about the song that you chose. Mm-hmm. I'm pointing at Rebecca. I haven't said her name. <laughs> um, um, so the artist that I did end up choosing, that I have ended up choosing right now in this moment, um, from my short list is Brandy Carlisle. Um, Ooh, love her. She has an amazing voice. Um, Stacy and I saw her um, at an Austin City Limits. Oh yeah, that's right. A few years ago, yeah. where she went from playing some like '90s girl pop cover song into playing Led Zeppelin, and she nailed them both. Um, but a lot of uh, a lot of her music deals with being an outsider um she's a, a lesbian woman she's married um they have a child i think two 
two beautiful um, girls. Oh, they have two kids now. Okay, cool. Um, but she's, you know, a mother and a wife. Um, and I think that she feels othered a lot of times. And so she won a Grammy with her song, The Joke, which is a lot about that. But it's kind of an ongoing theme throughout um, her music. And while The Joke is kind of like um, slower tempo, more chill, um, I wanted to bring one of her songs where she really rocks because she can kick ass as much as she can sing a ballad. So this is um, Mainstream Kid from her album, The Fire Watcher's Daughter.
that's rollicking. That's so good. Yeah, good. Um, I think before in a previous episode, uh, we were talking about like super groups. And yeah. I tried mentioning hers and I couldn't come up with a name. <clears throat> and it's the high women. Oh, right. Who Who's in that? Let me tell you. Mm, One second. Thanks. Thanks for asking. Thanks for you telling. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brandy Carlisle, uh, Natalie Hemby, Marin Morris, and Amanda Shires. And it's like all country musicians. Yeah, Marin Morris is the only name of that that I <clears throat> recognize, but I'm not enough into the, into that. the country yeah. mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, that's one of the things that I love about her is that she owns and about brandy carlisle that she owns and rules a traditionally conservative music genre and really kicks ass at it with americana and kind of country country bent um so maybe it's an opportunity for her to introduce people to things that they otherwise wouldn't hear much about which is kind of important i hope that's that's changing like i think um like my kids will grow up only knowing that there are multiple different kinds of ways to be a family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I grew up that way. Like there was yeah. a couple across the street from us, Ken and Chris, like uh, I knew them from the get, the get, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm just, I don't know. Young people save us, please. <laughs> I think they are. Save us yeah. from the boomers. <laughs> young, young people save us. Yeah. I hope so, from so many things, but especially in this area. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that actually is a segue into my um, pick then, because I like I right now I'm reading um, a book called "My Government My Government Means to Kill Me." It is by uh, the author is called the author is called the author is named um, Rashid Newson. It's just the uh, British way of saying it. <laughs> thank you. Thanks <laughs> for called. thanks for that. Um, it's part of something that I'm doing called Book Riot. I don't know if I've talked to you guys about Book no. Riot. So to try to expand the things that I'm reading, it doesn't give you books to read. It gives you reading prompts. So, it, you know, it's a series of like, I don't know, a dozen or two dozen just like reading prompts. Read a memoir by someone you admire. Read your favorite author's favorite book. That's a cool idea. Um, that is so cool. those kind of things. So this book that I'm, the my government means to kill me, the prompt was like, uh, read a novel by someone that you, some someone that you don't identify with, or someone that is different from you. Um, so, the um, the book is a novel set in the '80s. It is about a young African American gay man. Um, it is a fucking great book, and um, it, it is infused with a lot of like. Uh, music and culture of the times, which is one of the things I really like about it. It's got a lot of footnotes in it. It intersects with um, famous people, probably in fictional ways, but some truth to it. Um, I found a playlist that the author built to kind of go with the book. Um, So I thought that would be a good place to start to look for picks. That's also really cool. I wish every author would do that. (laughs) Would do that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, maybe it's a thing that the youngs are doing. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not, I don't know anything about youth culture, (laughs) but as I was going through the list, I started getting like to extend, 
you know, to get on my own rant, I started getting really like irritated at how reductive it was for me to be going through this list and being like, that person's gay, that person's not gay. Like what? uh, Mm -hmm. I'm just I'm so irritated by the absurdity of like that as a priority categorization. Um, So I just went through the list and, and tried to like find weird things or something that I liked. And what I picked initially was, um, do y'all know that Divine released an album? Do you know who Divine is? Y'all know who Divine is? No, I did not know that. Divine released an album. And I thought, oh, this is going to be great. This will be such a cool (laughs) thing. I love Divine. This will be such a cool thing. It is not. It's not great. (laughs) It's not good. And also, the songs are very long. So I didn't think bringing seven minutes of Divine, God bless you, Divine, um, just butchering disco music um, would be something that I wanted to do. So um, send your complaints to Stacy Foster <laughs> at gmail.com. So uh, as I'm looking through this list, I just f- fucking picked a song that I liked. This is uh, Diana Ross.
Always keeping it old school, guys. The <laughs> opening is so iconic. The drums, mm-hmm. so good. Well, you're talking about like the original day anthem. <laughs> 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 well, and what I like, what I really, oh, as I was doing the minimal research that I d- did for this, um, so Niall Rogers and his writing partner wrote this for Diana Ross. And they were had been like interviewing her and spending a lot of time with her to try to figure out you know what they wanted to kind of create for her, and they were at a club one night and Niall Rogers saw like a bunch of um, Diana Ross drag queens, and he like was just he he thought how perfect would it be she has this whole like um, crowd of of people that are just devoted to her, um, how wonderful would this be if you know we kind of created this as an anthem for. Her audience. I just thought that was really a cool. I love like, that. Really cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's a good story. I've never listened to that song with headphones before, and like you were talking about with the iconic, like mm-hmm. the song being iconic, the drums really kick you in the ass. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really awesome with headphones. If you've never listened to that song with headphones, <laughs> recommend. Do it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, awesome. for sure. Yeah, I think that that similar story goes for a lot of the the gay icons out there. Madonna with Vogue, yeah, um, Lady Gaga with Born This Way. Like, oh, I, think I love that song so much. A lot of that's that's why so many gay men end up kind of falling in love with these uh, these divas to say like nothing else beyond that. Um, it's just because like they're so strong, they're so powerful, so positive. Um, and those are the kind of vibes that they need. And they're willing to reach back out to their community, um, a community that doesn't get a whole lot and, and give them something back. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's the reason that you see, like even, like you said, um, on all of the, the pride mm-hmm. list, it's always the Madonnas and the shares. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the old school, um, old, old school uh, straight uh female singers uh but that's that's all we really had back in the days and, yeah you know now we have a lot more options especially with more more artists coming out as like either uh bi or queer in some sense you know megan the stallion mm-hmm. um uh, little Oz x um pansexual whatever it is <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah. but i i actually i love it so much my aunt came out recently and she didn't even know that there were more terms than wow. like gay and lesbian. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. And she's probably what? Like just she's in her sixties. Sixties. Um, and, and she came out to my mom and I at the same time and, and we had this whole long conversation. I was like, you don't even have to take on a term if you don't want to. Right. Like that's not a thing anymore. You can, if you would like to, if yeah. it matches for you, but like, you can be so many different things. And I think that that's amazing. Yeah. And like that I love is that you can just be human and you don't have mm-hmm. to be a thing. A thing. I know. And I yeah. wish more people fucking understood that. Yeah. Like you were talking about it being reductive of like, this is a gay artist and that like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it just... did cross my mind also, but it was like, this is an artist that I love. Yeah. Who yeah. just happens to be right. Yeah. Gay or lesbian or anything. Yeah. Um, but I do also understand the importance of yeah. Yeah. of seeing someone, hearing someone, that, yeah. having art that represents you, yeah. mm-hmm. right? I understand why that's so important. It's also why when the whole like Wakanda movies came out and there was like a black action superstar, why that meant so much to so many people yeah. is representation. Representation right. is actually really fucking important. Right. 
Or Little Mermaid right now. Little Mermaid yeah. right Being now. number yeah. one. Do you know I cannot wait to show my daughter a black Little Mermaid? Mm-hmm. I think that that is so beautiful mm-hmm. and amazing. And it should be that way. And the people that have a problem with it should just go fuck themselves. And how terrifying a real flounder looks. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I haven't seen that. <laughs> He's very skinny. It's gross. Oh, why would he be skinny? Because it's a real flounder. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, they're flat. They're flat. They? Yeah. <laughs> I don't... There's a lot of, like, Ozempic jokes going around about it. <laughs> nice. Um, before we wrap up, we did what we always do, but the worst we've ever done it. We forgot that we made a drink for this. Oh, right. Um, hey, guys. Do the thing. It's at the end. Um, Stacy, will you tell us about the drink that you made this week? Sure. I saw it on the social medias where the children gather to talk about things. Um, I think it was probably in my style. I think it probably was initially a TikTok, but then it got put onto Instagram at some point. So this is probably Two to six weeks later has already been making the rounds. Yeah. It is called the spaghetti. I couldn't find another name for it. So I guess that's genuinely the ridiculous <laughs> name for it. It is... The champagne of beers, which is Miller High Life. Plus, the original recipe said grenadine. I found something a little nicer that recommended Aperol. So I used Aperol because I quite like Aperol. So it's Miller High Life and Aperol and lemon juice. It's delicious and I would drink a trash can full of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a nice nice summertime drink. Yeah, good summertime vibes. And it's this really pretty like rose goldy pinky color. Yeah. Huzzah. Yeah, nice. <laughs> success better than the last pink drink that we had. Oh fuck you! So as you're as you're going out to parade for Pride or anything, this would be have a spaghetti. Kind of a good thing to bring along with you. Or I feel like it would be real refreshing. Yeah. Or can we plug instead of going to a parade, which we would love for you to do? Yeah, do that. Call your fucking senators, your city council yeah. people, especially in Texas. I don't care yes. who. Someone do political. Both. Do both. <laughs> do all <laughs> of the above. Things. Do you Come have any organizations you want to plug? I mean, seriously, people get involved for the love of God. Go vote also. That. Yeah. Anything else, anybody? I was just going to say, it seemed like there were a bunch. Does anybody have any other artists that they didn't bring for their song that they would like to drop that they sh- that they also oh, had? It sounded I like, Jay, you had I would list. say, I would recommend like listening to a little bit of The Divine. I just didn't want to um, subject <laughs> you guys to the yeah. whole seven minutes of it, but it's, I mean, of course it looks better than it sounds, but I, mean, I seven minutes <laughs> sounds like it's it's made for club. It's much too long. It's, yeah, it's much it, it sounds much like it might long. be a little too much for a club, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm not a club person, so I figured like seven minutes. Like, there's two club mixes time. on the album that I found. So there's a seven minute version, a, two a minute. five minute version, and like even the three minute version, I felt like was just too much. It was about two minutes, two, too, long. Two minutes too long. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so. Divine. God bless she you. God, loves God rest you. your soul. Um, okay, I my other two songs that I was going to pick between were um, there's. Um, Werco, they have a song called NB, E-N-B-Y. It is so good. Please listen to it. And then, okay. Have you heard of Princess Nokia? Mm-hmm. Okay. She has an interesting past. I think she goes by she. If she doesn't, I'm truly sorry. Um, she came up through the club scene in New York, the gay club scene in New York. Um, she's like assaulted a few people which is why i decided not to to go with her in the end because she's a little bit yes okay from what i read on wikipedia (laughs) i do feel like she was in the rights however it was really intense yeah 
um, slightly yeah. problematic. So I didn't pick her, but her music is awesome. She raps, she sings, like highly recommend looking her up on Spotify. Sweet. She's a mix with uh, Fiona Apple that's really good. Oh, Ooh, I didn't darling. see that. You just hit, you just yeah, hit. That's, uh, that's all her buttons, button. all her buttons. <laughs> <laughs> it just um, lit up from the inside. I love it. I, I, um vacillated really like back and forth. I really thought about um, R.E.M. for mm. with Michael Stipe off of um, their first record, Murmur, which I think is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Stipe is non-binary, pansexual, I don't know. He won't commit to anything like we were talking about before. He doesn't have to, um, but he was uh, a person of consideration for me. Um, there's also a group, um, King Princess, um, has an incredible song called Ohio, um, which fucking rules um, and rocks and like will like slowly build until it kicks you in the teeth. Um, so that was high on my list. Love that. I also thought about some Judas Priest because Rob Halford really um, set the vibe for the Leather Daddy scene. Um, <laughs> and, and the Satanic Panic. And yeah, <laughs> and yeah um, that dude rocked hard. Um, and convinced a lot of bro guys that had no idea that he was yeah. gay, that he was the hardest rocking human being alive and maybe changed some minds. I hope so. Fuck yeah. Who else did you have, JM? Who did you go back and forth between? Um, I went back and forth between a couple of people. Uh, one of the ones that was really getting to me was a collab between the Yeah Yeah Yeahs and mm. Perfume Genius um, called Sweet. Spitting Off the Edge of the World that just came out not too long ago, um, which is very, very good. Um, like I said, uh, St. Vincent is a great, uh, lesbian artist from Dallas, um, which I've been in love with for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also, to, uh, go back to your rant, another really great trans, uh, artist who is kind of pushed back into the shadows, um, who completely transformed music as we know it is, her name was Sophie. Um, and she died a few years ago. Um, basically, any pop or club mix that you've heard in the last like ten years was probably partly written by her. Oh my god! Um, including Madonna, mm-hmm. like all of the like top artists, Nicki Minaj, uh, Charlie XCX. Like she's basically like rewrote like club music in the last ten years. Um, so it was a really big loss when she she left, and she also made some really great music on her own. Um, you can find it on Spotify, so she's a great one to look for. I feel like we should do a Pride list, like a Pride playlist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did one before, but like uh-huh. we each have yeah, so we'll much more. in our yeah. pocket. We'll put more on the playlist, so Let's you should promote. check that out. Um, I will put a link to it on our Instagram, so this is a good transition moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so our Instagram is utbc.podcast. Um, you can check out our website at usedtobecoolpodcast.com. Um, like, follow, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. Um, fuck you real hard, Ted Cruz. Um, yeah, agreed. And everyone else who doesn't love gay, lesbian, and trans kids. Our governors. Um, particularly Patrick. egregious. Dan Pat, any of them. Um, <laughs> there's too many to list here in Texas. They are all eating themselves, though. They just voted to impeach Ken Paxton, so they're all starting oh, to God. eat themselves. Yeah. Well, I hope, I hope Fuck so. all those fuckers. I hope they all try and rearrange the deck chairs on the Titanic. <laughs> uh, anyway, with that, <laughs> protest, write your senator, stand up, 
Say what matters. And, and like, be proud and be yourself. Be proud and be yourself, regardless of who that is. We'll talk to you next week. Don't sue us. Okay. We are rolling. Is everybody ready? Ready. Ready. Shit. (laughs) There it is. I'm not ready. Since I have to go first, which I wasn't planning on. Um,